When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Oh, yes, the news. I mean... Dude, I love the fact that certain athletes get a chance to play, okay, in massive sports cities. And what I mean by that is that you have a fan base that's going to call you out or revere you, depending on how you perform and how you act in that respected city. We have examples of that everywhere. By the way, before we get going, we appreciate everybody coming aboard. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. I want to get his thoughts on the Deshaun Watson conversation, potentially having the Eagles involved in that conversation. It does look like the Miami Dolphins are the front runner to be the team that's going to land him. Still, Nick Casario, the general manager of the Texans, has to field all calls right now. And there are four teams that are on the table right now that are going to be in the sweepstakes to get Deshaun Watson into their building. So we'll hit on that again. So we welcome you aboard with us. We thank everybody that does. Hey, we, we always say this to you, you guys that come into the chat room, you guys that content, Big Sills brings it all the time. We thank you so much for coming aboard and making the show continuing to grow each and every single week here on Jacob Media, the national football show. So let me continue here. Cal Ripken Jr. represents Baltimore, right? You always see blue-collar guys, too, man. Doesn't it always seem that, you know, there's just certain guys that fit a city? There's certain guys that just, like, when you think of that respected city, that athlete personifies that city, right? Who would you say in Philadelphia represents the city of Philadelphia? Give me some athletes that you think represent that city. Boston? You think Brady really represents? Boston? I don't. I think it's Larry Bird. When I think of Boston, I think of Larry Bird. Lunch pail guy, shows up to work, not looking. Again, Paul says Doc. Brian Dawkins, man, I mean, you talk about a guy who should be on the Mount Rushmore of understanding the city that he played in. Brian Dawkins is that guy, dude. He, he is totally... So Jason Kelsey was asked a question. I think it was from the NBC local affiliate. And he was just asked a question on this Ben Simmons stuff that's going on. And I'm going to paraphrase it here. Hey, man, work on your game. 
You know, he said, you know, if you're an athlete in this city, run to first base, just play good. He goes, I think it's an easy city to play in. Everyone says Philadelphia is such a hard place to play. It's not, man. The only thing that that city or places like Boston or Pittsburgh, do you know what they expect? Just show up to work, dude, and do your job. You know that line that Belichick throws out? Jason Kelsey is right. Amen, dude. Bobby Clark, man, I love that dude. He hated Eric Lindros because you know why? Eric Lindros did not represent Philadelphia. That was his problem, man. That team that won those back-to-back championships with the Flyers, that, that Flyers team personified of all the teams in my lifetime. I'm going to tell you, dude, of all the teams in my lifetime that personified Philadelphia, it was the back-to-back Philadelphia Flyers world champion hockey teams. Bertie Perrant in net, Bobby Clark on that team. Schultz and all them dudes, man, they personified that city. There's no other team in my lifetime that was a championship team that personified Philadelphia more than those Flyers teams. That's why they revered them. That's why they're still revered to this day. Any one of those guys that walk down Broad Street or walk anywhere in Philly, everyone knows who they are. Everyone knows, by the way, Bernie Perrant, he follows me on my Twitter feed. I so love that dude. I'm friends with, with Bobby Clark. By the way, I was friends with Ed Snyder, the owner of the Flyers. I was friends with that dude. I think he owned the Sixers at one time. How you doing, Muhammad? Appreciate you coming aboard. Incognito, man. I love that player. Jason Kelsey just says this, though. Dude, do me a favor. Just... Just show up to work. Do your job. Nobody's asking you to be any more than that, but sometimes the easiest things become the most difficult things. And that's what Ben Simmons doesn't get. But then again, I said this again to you guys, and I'll say it to you yesterday. This is an NBA problem. This is an NBA issue. This is how they allow their athletes to act in public. This is how they have given their athletes with these massive guaranteed contracts. The autonomy to be able to tell your organization to go F themselves. You can't do that in any other sport, really. You could probably do that in baseball, but you really don't hear that in baseball. But in basketball, these guys don't give a crap what they're doing, dude. And nor do they care about the fans that they play in. They just don't. So when Jason Kelsey made that comment, easiest city for me to play in, they just expect you to play. They expect you to work hard. What's so hard about that? Man, dude, and this ain't even a rant. This is just something that should be expected from you. Okay? Muhammad Kelsey said this isn't Jacksonville. He's right. He's right. It's not L.A. You could do – you know one of the reasons why LeBron James loves playing in Los Angeles? People in Cleveland are not going to tolerate that kind of behavior, even though he's from that area. Cleveland is a hardworking city, dude. And LeBron thinks he's, you know, above Cleveland. That's why, remember this, LeBron James did not go to Los Angeles to play with the Lakers. He went to L.A. 
because L.A. fits more of his personality. Hey, if you don't win a title, guess what? Well, it's okay. Look at what we're doing right now to this Eagle organization. Hey, to be fair, the owner and the GM have a Super Bowl ring, and we're kicking their ass all over the place because, get this, that team has walked backwards for the last four years. Everybody expects that thing to win. I don't blame them. Disposable income, money today to go pay for tickets, whether it's Sixer games, Philly games, Patriots games. Who's got that kind of money to do that crap? People don't have that kind of money, nor do they have the time to waste it on a dude like Ben Simmons. Again, I don't even know if I'm really pissed at the guy because you know why? I could care less about the guy. I'm like Joel Embiid right now. I could care less about that dude. But that's just the NBA. You know, I was telling Krause Jr. this. You know who else personified Philadelphia? I think you guys are going to dig this one. I think Kobe Bryant did. This guy's from Upper Marion. He goes to Los Angeles. You think that's an L.A. mentality? By the way, I'll give you another guy. You know what Magic Johnson's father did in Detroit? His father was a sanitation worker, got up off his ass every day, went to work collecting garbage cans, went to Los Angeles with that mentality, and guess what? Delivered five NBA championships, and you can argue he's one of the top three players in the history of the sport. Think about that, Kobe. Think about that. Paul, think about Kobe for a minute, bringing the Philly mentality and the Mamba mentality to Los Angeles. I would say this, of all the athletes that I could think of coming out of that area, Kobe Bryant personifies Philadelphia more than maybe any athlete I've ever seen. Go to work. Don't take any shit from anybody. And make your teammates better around you. Kobe didn't put up with anything, dude. The only difference between Kobe Bryant and Magic Johnson, Magic did it with a smile. Magic did it with a smile. So Jason Kelsey gets it. Kobe got it. Kobe goes, hey, look, man, my dad being around here, Jelly Bean playing on those great Sixer teams, being raised in the area, man, I'm just going to take that mentality and call it Mamba mentality and put it in L.A., which he did. That's right, Paul. Kobe did all the time, didn't he? Talk about the Philly work ethic, getting up off your ass, and watch this. Don't pat me on the back for doing the common. Showing up to work, playing hard. Showing up to work, doing your job. Getting back in your car, feeding your family. Getting the ice off your freaking windshield. Driving through snow. When you've got an athlete that has that mentality and he's your best player, you've got a frightening dude. Frightening dude. Muhammad says, Dan, I wish Sirianni and Hurts had that Mamba mentality. What, the no shit mentality? It's my favorite. You know, you guys know this. I talk a lot of trash, but I'll tell you one thing. I can't stand losing. I don't care what it is. I am the worst loser on the planet. I'm not a shaker hander guy after I lose. I'm not a kudos guy after you, lo- after you beat me. I'm not one of them dudes. 
I, I'm just not a good loser, man. And sometimes I'm, I'm sad about that because there is some type of sportsmanship you have to have in it. But I don't think you could go from being Kobe mentality, Mamba mentality, Jason Kelsey mentality, and I don't think you could just notch it down and go, hey, man, congratulations. I, I, I don't think you can. I know I can't. So I love that. You know, when I, when I saw Jason Kelsey, I thought of Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Give me a Mount Rushmore of guys that you think personify the city of Philadelphia. Or maybe another city, like Boston or Pittsburgh. You know, like I said, when I think of Boston, I think of Larry Bird. I just think of hardworking Carlton Fisk. When I think of Philadelphia, hardworking mentality, guys that showed up and just did their job. Brian Dawkins comes to mind. Jason Kelsey comes to mind. Let me think, man. Guys that – Bobby Clark for sure. Anybody on the Phillies just showed up. Mike Schmidt, man. How many years did Schmidt show up at third base and just play his ass off? You know what I'm saying? Schmidt was one of them dudes. I'll tell you what, for a brief time, Pete Rose brought that to the city of to the city of Philadelphia. Clark, Dr. J, Schmidt, Bednar. Oh my God, Chuck Bednar. How could I forget that name? Tommy McDonald, them dudes, man, absolutely. Begnerick loved the fact that he was a Philly dude. Guy went to the University of Pennsylvania, was a tremendous college player, was truly the last great dual player in the NFL. He's the dude standing over Gifford in the 60 title game. I used to get Chuck on the show years ago, and that guy personified, you're right, of all the athletes that have rolled through Philadelphia, there should be an award given out by the Inquirer every year, the Philly Tough Guy Award. It should be called the Bednarik Award. I know there's one in college, but it should be called the Philadelphia Sports Athlete of the Year Award, and it should have Bednarik's face on it. Concrete Charlie, baby. You know what he did? And you know what? I asked him one time, well, what did you say when you put Frank Gifford in a coma? You know what he said? This fucking game is over. It was a championship game. That's what Bednarik said. Dude, <laughs> you're right. Chuck Bednarik personifies more than any athlete that's ever rolled through the gates of any of those pro sports teams in that city. Concrete Charlie. Wow. One of the most legendary pitchers of all time, him standing over. Gifford in that title game. After football, he would work construction, and that's how we got concrete Charlie. It's true. All right, let's move on to this. Joe Frazier. You know, Joe Frazier, I'll tell you guys, the city of Philadelphia is the only city that protected Joe Frazier during the Ali onslaught. Remember how they positioned Joe? Joe was more the Uncle Tom. Ali was saying he represents when it was far from the truth. Joe was from the South. His family picked cotton. I mean, he was basically one generation removed from slaves. 
Then he goes to Philly, lived in that um, gym that he owned until he died. Another guy that personified Philadelphia was Joe Frazier, for sure. One of the most underappreciated heavyweight championship fighters of all time. Remember something about Joe Frazier, too. Joe Frazier knocked Ali down in his prime. Knocked him down in his prime. It was the only time that Ali was knocked down, okay, prior to that fight. He got knocked down by Henry Cooper in England a couple years later, but Frazier was the first guy, and Frazier gave him his first loss. Those three fights, those trilogy fights, go down as the greatest trilogy in American sports history. Not to give you guys a history lesson, but Jason Kelsey just brings all that up. You know, he just brings all of that, you know. Remember, hey, Gary Cobb's going to tell you, what's it like to play in this city? I'm going to ask Gary, too. Gary goes, I don't, hey, I don't bring, I don't bring any of my Dallas Cowboys stuff around or my Lions stuff. I just, you know, it's all Philly Eagles and all that. Hey, Cobb, what's up with that? I mean, you heard him before say that. So Gary Cobb in a couple minutes, Fox 29 zone. All right, let's do this now. How realistic is it for the Eagles to land Deshaun Watson? And do you want him? Now, I'm going to put this out there to you. Deshaun Watson, and I know everybody thinks that there's going to be numerous markets and numerous franchises that are going to make a play for him. I posted it on my Twitter page. You ready? Dolphins are number one. Panthers are two, Broncos are three, Eagles are four. Remember something, though. Eagles have first. I think I think the Eagles have the first opportunity to, to get Nick Casario's attention because of the three number ones. Okay? Because of the three ones. That's why the Eagles are still in the conversation with the Texans for Watson. I posted a couple weeks ago that the Miami Dolphins had put a deal on the table. You know how funny? And like I said, you know, you go to people who go over to my Twitter page, at Dan Silio Show. Silio, you don't know what you're talking about. Da, 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 da. Yeah, well, two weeks ago, I basically said, I think it was on the 10th of October. I said that the Miami Dolphins had put a deal on the table for the Texans to look at to try to acquire Deshaun Watson. No, no, no. Now John McClain from the Chronicle in Houston, is reporting that the deal could get done by the end of the week. Okay, well, I already knew that. I talked to somebody inside the Texans organization. But I also know that there's three other teams that are in conversation with Nick. I know Nick a long time, folks. Okay? But here, Muhammad says, we don't have good masseuses. Hang on here for a second, though. What do you think the collateral damage is going to be for certain teams in certain cities when it comes to signing a guy like Deshaun Watson. You know, the Me Too movement and, you know, no more and women's rights and just say no. You believe a woman if she's saying she was raped. Okay, watch this. Do you think Deshaun Watson would ever be in a city like San Francisco? No way. That city would go, and they would light that franchise on fire 
if they put a guy like that with that kind of collateral damage and the noise around him. No way. Could you bring Deshaun Watson to New York? No way. Liberal jerks that are in that city, look what they've done to the city. You're not putting Deshaun Watson in New York. You're not doing that. Boston, I think it's 50-50 there. Miami, Hoss, Miami does not represent the state of Florida. It doesn't represent the state of Florida. So don't think it does. Stephen Ross and Chris Greer, the GM, and Brian Flores would be in front of a microphone for the next three years having to explain why they signed a guy with numerous sexual assault cases against him. I mean, it would be an onslaught. And by the way, every franchise is going to face it, but there's certain franchises that are going to be able to get away with it. Carl says Watson will play where he wants. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't believe there's going to be as many markets, Carl, as you think. Ewing says, Seals, you gave me a new outlook yesterday. We need to win now. We got to do whatever it takes to get this done now. Ewing, that's right, dude. So wait a minute, Ewing. How about this? Let me, let me tell you this about your season tickets or you buying tickets to a game. Hey, man, don't worry. Five years from now, we'll be really good. Keep paying and buying the tickets that cost you 400 bucks a piece. Hey, thanks for contributing. Report is Eagles had recent discussions with Texans about Watson trade. Robert, I've been reporting that for the last three months. Absolutely they have. This week, too. Eagles reached out. Don't you find it odd that Sirianni went like this? I don't have the quarterback that can get this done. Who makes that comment unless you're in talks with someone? How about the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, coming out and going like this? I don't care what you have to do. Get this deal done for Deshaun Watson. Every owner that needs a quarterback right now knows that that guy could change the landscape of a division. Hey, guys, I want, I want to make a point to you here on something here, too. Jeff, thanks for coming aboard. Okay, no, no, I, want to, I want to tell you guys something. Look, guys, if you're going to move off of somebody, like Jalen Hurts, who's got great character, we, nobody that I've spoken to doesn't like this kid. Watch this. Doesn't want to give the kid an opportunity to succeed. Nobody's saying that. But if I'm going to move on, Make it somebody like Watson. Don't move on to Baker Mayfield. I would be completely against that. Well, we're going to sign Baker Mayfield. I'll keep Jalen Hurts. I'd rather develop Jalen than listen to that guy whine. Jalen, and Jalen Hurts is perfect for Philly. Baker Mayfield would get eaten up in that city. If you thought Carson Wentz couldn't take it, Baker Mayfield couldn't do press conferences the way he acts. Did you see that stupid thing he said the other day? He's making it seem like he made the call that he wasn't going to play tonight. Son, the Browns made that call. You didn't. You may not get your job back from Case Keenum. Convince Aaron Rodgers? Okay, you got three ones. 
You don't think people in Green Bay would listen to those? I've been looking for that Sirianni comment and can't find it. I think it was more in context when he was talking about the game plan. Paul says, Silio, should we draft a quarterback next year? With those dudes that are coming out, I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody coming out, the Sam Howells of the world, the Desmond Riders, do any of those guys make you go, yeah, man. I got, hey, I'll tell you this, Trevor Lawrence is starting to look better. It's getting better and better every week. All right, I got to take a timeout because we're going to get to Gary Cobb soon from Fox 29. I want to get his thoughts. By the way, I'm going to ask him about Ben Simmons, too, and Jason Kelsey's comments. Anything you want to bring to the table, you keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 
Mac National Football Show. Your boy Dan Silio. By the way, those of you out there, don't adjust your screens. I live in Kami, California. They don't pay their bills, okay? So if we're moving around a little bit on the stream, it's not you. It's stupid Kami, California. So, hey, Gavin Newsom, thank you very little. It's all good, man. So, you know, you know, you know what's funny? When you play in certain cities, there's expectations on how you are to perform by the fan base. If, like, you're detached from that respected city, fans know, especially in those blue-collar cities, Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, Pittsburgh, places like that, they're going to let you know it, too. Hey, real quick before I get Gary Cobb here, I went down, when I, when I went to Tampa, I had a Corvette. I just bought the thing after I got signed by the Bucks. I start playing bad. You know what the Buck fans are doing? Silio, too bad you don't play as good as your car looks, you bum. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and Jason Kelsey had a pretty good spin today about Ben Simmons, and I got to bring my guy in here, Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And Gary said it a couple weeks ago to you guys. Hey, man, we're going to find out right away what kind of man Sirianni is. Stop with the shirts because, dude, they're, they're going to go after you. I, I got to get your spin here, Gary, on Ben Simmons and what Jason Kelsey said. Dude, it's the easiest city to play in. As long as you play hard, show up on time, run the first base, pretty simple things. But sometimes athletes can't find the simplest things to make it happen, right? I mean, is he right when he says that? I, I think he hit it right on the head. I mean, I, I you know, I, I saw what he said, and, uh, you know, I agree with him wholeheartedly because um, that's, that's Philly, and that's really all these cities you mentioned. <laughs> You go in, you work hard and everything. Hey, you know, they're going to criticize you if you lose and things, but they're really going to embrace you as a person because, hey, they got to go out and go to work. They got to answer to the boss. And and uh, that's the way, you know, hey, I think that's, you know, I mean, that's the way I was raised. Hey, look, you messed up, you sit there, you take it. And... You know, I, I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, but really, Ben, the problem is Ben, man. This dude is, and you know, we, uh, you know, I got a little lip, uh, something online I checked out where they had kind of a little whiff of this from him when he was in college, and when he's playing over in Australia, they got got a little whiff of this about him, and nobody really, really drove it home because the dude. You know, when I was being in the locker room, we go in there, interview him after the game. Dude can't look you in the eye, man. Come on, man. I asked you a question. Can't look you in the eye. He looking all over. I'm going, man, this dude here. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, he, he, you know, it, it's not that they lost. That's not it. It's the thing is, dude, you wouldn't fight. You know? And, look, we're not asking you to do more than you can do. You have you got the ball under the un, under under the hoop. You're 6'10. You can jump out of the gym. You go up, you slim it. Come on. You don't be a coward. The thing is, you can lose. You know, come on. You're not gonna win all the time. But you don't ever chicken. You don't be a chicken. You don't ever have no heart. And that's the thing. They're questioning his heart. Dude has got heart problems. Absolutely. And that's the worst hey, thing you could have. Like you said, Gary, this yeah. went back to LSU, man. I mean, his senior year, his team didn't even make it to the NCAA finals and such. And he was and, and see what's like, worse than that. What's worse than that? They said it's because he wouldn't compete. Right. 
Come on, man. We're just asking you to fight. We're not asking you to win. We're just asking you to battle. Come on. Absolutely. You know? Gary, let me get into the Eagles now and ask you this. Yeah. Do you agree? I made this statement. I think it's more important to find out if Nick Sirianni can coach, more so if whether Jalen Hurts can play. Because to me, he's in control of – he's not totally in control, but – he coaches the D-line. He coaches the O-line. He coaches the quarterback. He's in charge of the guys that he gets with the sheet every Thursday from Howie Roseman with the players that are able to play on Sundays. He's your guy who's your play caller. Isn't it more to find out if this guy's a coach, more so than if Jalen can take direction from him? Don't we have to find that out? Well, you know, He's going to have a hand in everything. You know, I mean, Nick Sirianni's got a hand in everything that happens. And so his decision-making, you know, which, I mean, dude is looking real shaky. I mean, he, you know, I, he couldn't have designed it this way because, you know, I, I looked at a, a situation in, in the game. They, they completed a little curl route to Devontae Smith on the left side, right? He's, he's lined up on the numbers. He runs a little curl route. Uh, I think kids number a uh, 33 for Tampa Bay tackles him. They line up Rager in the same formation. The next play on third down, run the same exact route, and, and they knock it down. And he's going like, dude, you could you you could have gotten to that formation in motion. You could have given him a little different look. You don't come out with the same exact look and run the same exact play. Come on, man, this is the pros. You know, he recognized he's lined up the same place. Hey, they might run the same route. Ran the same route, they knocked it down. And that type of thing, see, I think what he should do is give up the play calling. Huh. He should he should go ahead and do that. Because, see, that allows you to step back and yeah. get a grasp of what's going on. But uh, so far, this has been too much. Philadelphia, because, uh, you know, it's tough. Come on, you know, it, you know people are going to question what you're doing. All of this is just too much on his back. He cannot handle it. He's not doing a good job as a play caller. You know, they think um, RPOs are the answer to everything. Well, you know what they did, what uh, Tampa did is they had the defensive end uh, just crash and take the back. And then the linebacker would scrape around and, and, and take uh, Hurts. You know, and they, they took away the RPOs. So they didn't have adjustment. It took them like whatever, half the second half to make any kind of adjustment. Come on, this is the NFL. You got to be quicker than that. You know, and that's why they couldn't do anything, man. I mean, simple as that. I just crash down the defensive end, take away Miles, the linebacker, scrape around and take uh, Hurts. And they didn't have any answer for it. And, and you know, and, and they would just, come on, that's why. He's out there just running. There's nobody where to go to with the football. And you keep calling RPOs every play. Come on, man. You think, it's more, you think it's more play calling in Sirianni than the play of Jalen Hurts? Uh, I, you know, I could say that, but, you know, I can't. I can't or is say it both, Gary? I can, or is I it both? I can't say that because, come on, Jalen missed some throws. I'm going yeah. like, kid. Yeah. He, he misses the throw uh, where, um, who is it? Uh, Jason Rager runs a curl route. The ball's dribbled to him. I mean, look, I'm not talking about a deep route. I'm talking like 10 yards and you're dribbling the ball. The other thing, he on the go route that they yeah. called the interference, he wait, waited too long to throw it. And, yeah. and that's the thing is I see where in the NFL, 
It's not like college where you can wait where the guy's open. Okay, he's open. Okay, now I can go. No, you got to anticipate that guy's going to be open and you got to get it in there. But because if you wait, now he's going to be covered. See, because it, it doesn't, it's not a big opening. You know, if you, you know, he probably needs to study some of the tape of Brady because Brady does an excellent job of getting rid of the ball a split second early. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to believe in the guy's going to be where you want him to be. That's really, but he's holding the ball a little too long. And then some of the errant throws, like he threw the, he threw a out route to Ertz that was like five yards over his head. Yeah. I, you know, I saw that one. I'm going like, Jalen, we got to tighten this up. I mean, so I really couldn't just say it's just one of them. It's both of them. Okay. You know, it's, and, so it, I, it's, it's both of these guys. And, and, and to your point, Gary, yeah. I'll tell you this. The only thing I've ever seen RPOs that that offense is designed for. Yeah. It's that freak in Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> That's what that – you want an RPO coach – you want yeah. an RPO coach with yeah. John Harbaugh and with uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar. That's right. You. That's the only guy I've seen run that offense, right, effectively in the well, NFL. Well, you know, the thing is, uh, who can run with Lamar? I mean, Nobody. How, many, how many linebackers do you have that can run with him? Now, Nobody. What What Tampa had is they had Devin White scraping. Yep. And Devin White can run with uh, with, with Jalen, see? Most of the time, Jalen runs away from people. You know, if it's one of the defensive linemen, he just runs away from the guy. The guy can't catch him. But you get these fast linebackers, you know, you can get somebody that's a good matchup. Then they have a problem. But the thing is, you got to go into the game – with more than just RPOs. I mean, you, you got to have more in your design. And I just don't see much, you know? I, I don't really don't see much with them. And, you know, Jalen's got to put the, you know, uh, Devontae Smith early in the game. He ran like a little corner route. The ball hit his hands. He could have come down with that ball. But Jalen missed a few people. I mean, and, and, and you know, you got to, especially third down, man. You missed that throw, we're off the field. And that happened a few times. A couple three and outs that were definitely in there, like you say, yeah. man. You can't have three and outs, especially when you're running RPOs. And on top of that, too, I would say this. I mean, there was kind of an innuendo that was out there that Sirianni in a, in, in a press conference was making kind of statements that, well, Jalen really doesn't have the skill set to fit the offense that we have in our playbook wow, right he, now. Wow, under the bus, man. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. And what I'm saying, Gary, is yeah. that you're, you're already making, you know, excuses on why this thing is not progressing. I mean, yeah. lack hey. of running game, lack of even attempting a running game. Yeah. Too. I mean, all of this is really coming to a head right now, right? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, in, in fairness to Jalen, he's the reason they scored. I mean, like if he couldn't run, they wouldn't have done the things at the end of the game because Tampa took their foot off the gas. I mean, yes. in fairness, they, they, they it could have been 40-something. You know, they, they could have scored more. But they took their foot off the gas. Uh, but, you know, Jalen's able to do some things because, because he can run. But they, you can't live in the NFL just off of that, though. You know, you just can't. You got to be able to operate from the pocket. And that's what he's got. He's, he, hey, he's got to stay out there and throw, throw curl routes. Till his arm is about to fall off. That's what he's got to do. You you got to be able, if the guy's open a curl route, you got to be able to get that ball to him. You got to get him on an out, 15-yard out, man. That ball's got to be there. You got to be accurate on that throw. And then 
he's got to get, get rid of the ball sooner on those deep routes. He's waiting too long, and, he, and he's not getting it out there soon enough. So, you know, but, I, you know, I, I like the fact that the kid will own up to it. He knows. Yeah, no, gotta, I love the fact that he is showing some leadership. He's I wanna, play I wanna... But, but uh, you know, Sirianni, come on, man. You know, this guy, you know, his act is not going to play well. If he, if he continues like this, man. I, one you know, and done? I, 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 you think he could be a one and done, Gary? Hey, the guy could be a one and done. I, I definitely think the way he's looking right now, where I don't see how you can have any confidence in what he's doing. I mean, and then if you if what you got to do is just run a simple offense, hey, hand the ball off to the running back. I don't want to hear about RPOs. The kid needs to be touching the ball, you know, 15 to 20 times a game. Okay, he needs he needs because if you're gonna have any type of running game, you gotta have a rhythm. So you gotta give him the ball a certain amount of times. If you're gonna say it's because of the RPOs, then scratch the RPOs. I don't want to hear about RPO, you know, if you're not giving people the ball to, to do things. I mean, you're doing the other team a favor by just taking away their threat of your best running back. You're taking taking the ball out of his hands. So you can't do that. And you know, uh, it's it's not that simple. I mean, Jalen's got to hit these throws. You got to give the ball to the running back. Look like an NFL team. Come on, yeah. some of this doesn't even look like NFL. You come I know, out. It looks ball. like it looks like Coastal Carolina. Yeah, man, like a joke. <laughs> you know, where you're gonna run the ball five times, and you know you do nothing. The other team's got the ball the whole first half. Come on, man. let me That's get to Deshaun. Football. Let me get to Deshaun Watson here. Um, first and foremost. How would Philly receive him? What would you give up for him? Obviously, now three first-rounders in the top ten. Yeah, Philadelphia has the assets and the equity to do it. Would you want that? And, and I've looked at the quarterbacks that are coming out, and really, Gary, unless somebody turns out to be Patrick Mahomes, which they can be, we see it all the time, Yeah, it doesn't really look like an exceptional class that, you're going to go out there and draft the first-round quarterback and go, that guy's better than Jalen. I just – I don't know if that's in the cards in the draft. So, would you want to see Deshaun here? And do, how much would you give up for him? You know, I I mean, we, we know that he's a big-time player. He, he's a, he's going to – he's a um, franchise quarterback. You bring him in here, you know, it's just what's going on on the football field. He's got the answer. He can make all the throws, great athlete. Uh, he's got all the qualities that you want. But, you know, of course, you got all this other uh, these other things. But, you know, beside that, you would give them, you know, two to three. You know, you would give them the, the top picks if that's what they want. Because, uh, I, and, and I can tell you this, knowing Jeffrey Lurie, he wants him. He wants the marquee quarterback. Uh, he so, would be the best quarterback in the NFC East, too. I would think even as great as Dak is playing this year, yeah. Deshaun is a more gifted kid, man. And you would that gives right. you a chance every Sunday, Gary, when you go out there, when you have a player like that. I don't see, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, the kid is going to have to come in and he's going to have to be exemplary with his behavior and everything. But, you know, Philly will forgive the kid. They I mean, he comes in and says, Michael hey, Vick. hey. Come on, he'll come in and say, "Hey, I, I made I made some mistakes," you know. Um, and and with what he's doing, I mean, you know, with what he's accused of doing and everything, they would forgive him, and he'd be able to, you know, it, it, it would take a little time, but he, he'd clean up his act, 
And if he's playing well, I mean, the kid can play. He can make all the throws. And right now, the NFL, even more so than it was before, it's a quarterback's league. The, all of the rules and everything were made to keep the quarterback healthy, uh, to, um, you know, they're, they're tougher on the interference penalties and everything. So if you got a great quarterback, man, you're in it every year. And so, and, and knowing how Jeffrey Laurie, how, how crazy he is about quarterbacks, I definitely think they're involved. And I know that I had, um, I had a buddy who talked to uh, somebody that was close to Watson. And he said that originally somebody had said that he wouldn't come here. No, he said, he would rather play yeah, in, in, Miami. In, in the Southeast. Yes. But if he got a trade here, he would not hold up a trade here. He would come. So um, that's great. That's yeah. great knowledge there of this. Yeah. All right. Let me let me throw this at you here. If you're Nick Sirianni, and kind of going back to what I brought brought up earlier was finding out whether or not Nick Sirianni, okay, maybe he's not a good RPO guy when it comes to coaching. Maybe he's more of a drop back. Look what he did last year with Phillip Rivers. They won 11 yeah. ball games. Do you think you put Gardner Minshew in now just to find out if Sirianni's the coach? Well, you know, um, I, I don't know that they're going to do that right away, but at some time this year they could do that. At a certain point, yes, they could. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, that's why I don't know what's going on with Sirianni. You know, I mean, I see the, what, what they were doing, you know, with Frank Reich. I know Frank Reich had something to say about, it, but what they were doing in Indianapolis, they were running the ball. Yeah. You know, and, and they were Jonathan uh, Taylor and, and they, hey, they were getting it done. They were winning. Yeah. And so I, I, I know that it just says something's not right. So I, I don't know all that's going on behind the scenes, but. I, I could see them, you know, doing a shakeup later on, and I could see them going after Deshaun Watson because I do know that uh, uh, the Eagles' ownership, man, they're big on big-time quarterbacks, and I think they're right. Man, if you got a quarterback, a marquee quarterback, every year you're in the hunt because he can make plays, and Watson has clearly shown that, you know, he's on the elite of the elite I mean, because he's got the big-time arm and he's just a tremendous athlete and – you know, he's, he's capable of uh, performing under pressure. So I could definitely see where, you know, the Eagles would, would go out and definitely be after him. So somebody says the Eagles are in the hunt. They go, oh, no, we're not in the hunt. They, they're in the hunt. I agree. I, yeah. I, I think that there are obviously... and, and right now, you know, um, you know, you know, Jalen is at a time now where, you know, he's, he's going to have to do some things. Like he's got to be able to make those throws, those NFL throws. He's got to make those and he's got to make them, you know, more consistently. And, you know, he's still a work in progress, so um, we'll see what they do. But definitely, you know, I can see where they go. I don't know. We don't know about him uh, because the jury's still out. But, you, you know, you, you know about Deshaun Watson, though. We already know he can get – he can flat out make every throw. Uh, he can extend plays. He can make the, 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 the spectacular play. He can do it every week. So he's definitely a guy that if he was out there, boy – you couldn't help but be interested. I would absolutely. Hey, Raiders are this weekend, and I want to get your – how shocked have you been with some of the stuff that's come out? And, by the way, the Raiders get a win last week. They're now 4-2 and two rolling into this game against the yeah. Eagles, and they're hosting the Eagles in Vegas. So I was glad to see the Raiders and the players in the locker room man up and get that victory. But, Gary, for you, and I've talked to Doug Williams about this, you know, we always know that there's an underline in the back – 
minds of the owners. And we've always thought that. And again, anybody that ever said anything about one of my teammates like Jerome, I would never tolerate any kind of language. But we all kidded. But, you know, we all goofed on one another. We all get to this. I mean, is the media overblowing this kind of talk? Because all of us said things about our mothers. I don't think the society could handle some of the things that are said in an NFL locker room. How, how do you take what's happening? I mean, you know what? People used to th- say stuff about my grandma in my locker room. And you know what? I don't think anybody in reality could take all that stuff because it's just playful fun. However, yeah. Yeah. give me your sense of what you've watched over the last 14 days with this John Gruden story. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I have to say that hey, they got me because John me too. Gruden, I know John. I mean, I no, yeah. I can't say that I know him real well because you know, but I know Bruce Allen very well. You know, and I'm stunned because you know uh, they used to joke in the locker room and say, "You think you know a guy, <laughs> but you don't know a guy." <laughs> yeah, and, right. and really, the truth of the matter is, you don't know a guy. Oh, you're somebody right. going like, you know, guys are doing things you don't know. So I, I was surprised. Um, at, you know, at the same time that, you know, I mean, I'm not that shocked where he could say some things. Somebody gets mad, they say stuff, you know. So, uh, I, you know, I mean, I, I I was surprised by it. But, you know, I was, you know, disappointed that he's, you know, uh, just taking shots, just to be taking shots. But the thing is, it's, it doesn't change anything, though. I mean, no. from, from, my, from my standpoint, hey, people say things. I, I know that um, people do stuff. So somebody goes, ah, oh, you, you know, you uh, you didn't know he did this. Well, a lot of things I know I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I know everything because I don't know. You know, you could be standing there next to somebody and you think, yeah, I know this guy. You, you don't even know, man. This guy's doing stuff. Shocked. Hey, so, I played golf with OJ and someone goes like this. Did you know? How would I know that? We were, ch- we're exchanging wedges. Yeah. How would I know that? <laughs> That's right. I mean, so you went so to school I, I, where I OJ surprised. went. You went what? to school where OJ went. And you must That's have right. ran into him numerous come, times. Come on, OJ. OJ used to come on the campus, man, when I was, you know, getting there at USC and everything. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? The whole place was like, oh, man. OJ's on campus. He comes to practice. OJ's at practice. He talked to us after the, you know, he talked to us after games sometimes. He might come to a game or something. But OJ was like, come on, he was on another yeah. planet. Yeah. And uh, I remember seeing him as a kid, you know, some of the first games I saw, man. I mean, seeing OJ. And so that was like, I was like, I can't believe, man, that's OJ right over there, you know. Yeah, but you so, don't know what you don't know. <laughs> but you don't know what you don't know. And so, you know, and, and I was on the radio back then when, you know, the whole thing happened. I'm going like, man, it looks like OJ killed his wife, man. <laughs> like, man, hey, hey Gary, finally here. What are you expecting? First, you know, at first I defended him. Oh, man, OJ would never So did that. I. Yeah, he would never. So did but, I. Till I start seeing the evidence, I'm going, oh, my goodness. Hey, Gary, I was right. I go, I, I've had dinner with the guy. I, I know yeah. the guy. And everyone's going like, you, well, you had dinner. I go. I'm just telling you, man. I didn't. I mean, I, it was OJ, man. I, anyway, so hey, finally here. What are you expecting this weekend from the Eagles versus the Raiders? Well, you know, this is going to be a game. You know, seeing the Raiders play, uh, play, I can see that. You know, they're playing with some emotion and everything. Oh yes. So, so uh, this is going to be. It's not going to be an easy game. It's going to be a tough game for them to win. Uh, but we just got to see uh, offense come out. They got to come out and they got to play better. And I, I hope they will just put the ball on the ground, run some. I'm not talking about just make this a running team. No. Keep the other team honest. 
so that when you do go play action pass, they got to honor it. So I want to see that. But uh, right now, I could I, I have to pick the Raiders because I, I like the way the Raiders looked on Sunday. So I, I'd have to have them uh, winning a close game. I'd say 27-24 Raiders. They're playing out there. Uh, I know a lot of Eagles people, Eagles fans are going out there, though. I'm telling you, man. It's going to be an Eagles crowd. Yeah, I mean, they were ready to travel. I mean, I've had people asking me about going to Las Vegas for like a, wow. a year. So Wait a minute. Be- Wait a minute. Eagle yeah. fans versus Raider fans in a Donnybrook. That I would pay. <laughs> hey, they're going to be out there. And it, hey. I hope it doesn't get too crazy, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of Eagles fans out there. And, you know, well, we just hope that the Eagles fans haven't had too many in them and, and watch oversleeping for the game. Hey, hey <laughs> not too much time on the strip the day before the game. That's right. That's right. There could be some issues in the parking lot there. Gary, thank you, brother. Hey, we'll talk Monday. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right. Sounds good. You got it, my friend. Gary Cobb from Fox 29. So two things that came out of that thing. Gary believes that if Sirianni doesn't get it right, he could be a one and done. And he also thinks that they should give up the three first rounders. Okay. We'll hit on that when we come back. We'll take your thoughts. Would you give up three first rounders? And do you think Nick Sirianni's a one and done? Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Boy, are you not going to like this. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Woo! So how's Carson Wentz playing? He's projected to have 331 completions and 515 attempts for 4270, 24 touchdowns to three with a 102.3 quarterback rating. <laughs> okay, I know they're two and four. I get it. Those are damn good numbers. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I think Jalen Hurts is around 88 or something quarterback rating. Wentz is on pace for 102.3. And 4,200 passing yards and 24 touchdowns and three picks. Oy. Hey, you, you don't want to see that guy throw for 5,000 yards. No, no, Paul. No. Did you jump the gun on Wentz? That's a great topic. That's a great topic. Well, um, this is what he's projected. Someone just sent me the numbers. I want to double check, too, on completion percentage. Let me see if I still got it up here. On the completion percentage. 68%. I don't know about you, man, but those are pretty impressive numbers. Okay? I mean, 331 completions out of 515 attempts, 4,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, and three interceptions, and a 102-3 quarterback rating. Doesn't suck. Okay? Kevin says, that is my concern what happens if he can't see the field. What is the point? Here, okay, so Gary Cobb just said this. He believes Nick Sirianni. We'll get back to Wentz. Did you guys give up on Wentz? Wentz is having a pretty good statistical year so far. And this is with him coming off a surgery in the offseason during camp. So you got to figure he's still coming around, and he's not completely healthy yet. Those aren't bad numbers. Carl, good point. Will he make it through the season? But right now, on pace, has Wentz ever thrown for 4,000 yards in his career? He's on pace for it. Now the extra game gives him that opportunity, too, obviously. And you're going to see bigger numbers from everybody. Brady's on pace for 5,500 yards. 
Muhammad, here's his numbers, wants to hear it. 331 attempt, 331 completions out of 515. This is projection. 313, 515 attempts, 331 incompletions. 4170 in passing yards is projection. 24 touchdowns to three interceptions is his touchdown to interception ratio. And currently right now, he's on pace for 102.3 quarterback rating. Ken's like, I hope he makes it. Yeah, because you know what? That solidifies that first-round pick on that contingency pick. Absolutely, you're hoping that he plays and continues and gets through at least week 15. Gary Cobb made a point, though, guys. Okay? Boy, I'll tell you, here's something, too, man. Here's something that Howie Roseman and the owner of the Eagles would have to have when it came to dealing with their fan base. Egg on their face. So you fired a Super Bowl coach in Doug Peterson and replaced him with that. That makes me question your judgment on who the right guy is to lead this franchise. I question your judgment, dude. Am I right when I say that? Again, watch this. Last three years in the draft with Howie Roseman, I questioned your judgment there, and now I'm questioning your judgment when it comes to hiring the people that you're drafting that maybe the judgment is not right on with and you're overvaluing those guys with coaches that you've evaluated. That's why you won four games last year is because of the talent and the bitching and bickering. I thought that crap was all cleaned up. Okay? And by the way, Gary Cobb also said that he would give up. He didn't want to really say the third one, but he did. Yeah, I'd give and, – and, hey, I thought something else that was important. Krause, something else that he said. He had talked with people close to ownership, and he had talked to people that were close to Deshaun Watson's people. This is Gary Cobb's words. I'm paraphrasing here. And you know that story that's out there that Deshaun said that he didn't want to play in Philly? It's not true. He said he'd prefer to play in the South. He said that he would prefer, why? Because he's from the South. Carolina Panthers, Miami Dolphins is where he'd prefer, but he would not hold up a deal with the Eagles. That's right out of Fox 29, Philadelphia's own mouth, Gary Cobb. He said that he had spoken to people close to the situation with Deshaun, not just with the Eagles. I think that's a telling soundbite. Krause Jr., to me, that's the bite of the interview. Because the big thing that's out there is, <laughs> Muhammad says, hey, the link is south, you know, south Philly. You know, hey, hey, Muhammad, you know, south Paul, you know, south Philly, you know, south Paul. That's where they got it from, you know, south Paul, south Philly. <laughs> right South Paul South Philly <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> with that, Oh man Hey Paul's like Hey South Philly would that work Shit yeah it'd work for me man 
<laughs> Southpaw, you know? Anyway. Yeah, so Cobb said that he had spoken to people inside of Deshaun Watson's camp. And they had told him explicitly, it is not true that he doesn't want to play in Philly. So when people are saying that, what do you believe? A guy that's plugged in like Gary Cobb? Or is just some dude just randomly throwing things out there against the wall that's on social media, calls himself a blogger, and then calls himself an inside source? You know, Hey, you know the stuff that I post on my Twitter page at Dan Salio Show? Don't ever think that I'm an insider. I'm not an insider. Don't think that I just know a lot of folks. And I talk to a lot of people. I, I, I am not an insider. I am not a journalist. Calling me a journalist is like calling me an asshole. I'm not a journalist. But Gary talks to these people on a daily basis and on a weekly basis. Formerly, formerly known as JoJo. Man, my dog was named JoJo. Man, I miss that guy. GW says two first-rounders and Jalen. Two first-rounders and Jalen? I don't know. Hey, by the way, you better do it now because once his um, legal issues get cleared up, the price will be three first-rounders and maybe more. So maybe what you're doing now is getting a discount price, right? If you get the – watch this. Because you know how you can negotiate with Nick Casario, the GM of uh, of the Texans? You can always go like this, right? Watch. Hey, man, I really want to make this deal. I really want the kid. Kid's got all these legal issues, man. I can't give you three ones. You got to see this, man. I got to have some future here in a first-rounder, man. Okay, I, I just got to. So I'll give you two, and I'll give you Jalen, or I'll give you two and Fletcher. Get Fletcher's money off the books. You guys need help on defense. You just got rid of J.J. Watt. Your defense is a sieve. You got to retool. Fletcher's still got three productive years. You're lying. He really probably has two. And you throw that out there. Let me tell you something. The biggest thing that – and the biggest fear, you know what it is? The Cowboys got to be sitting there going, if Washington or the Eagles get to Sean Watson, that changes the conception and perception of the NFC East. And then you got to do this. If you land that guy, Deshaun Watson, do you go like this, man? Is Nick, Nick, Nick Sirianni the guy? Okay, is Sirianni the guy? Right? Houston said, or Justin said, Houston could have two top five picks, or they could turn that pick into another number one. Dude, man, I mean, the Eagles, to me, and the Dolphins are the two teams. I think Carolina's going to be in the conversation for sure. Look, I got to take a timeout. I missed it a little bit here. We'll get back to this conversation. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Keep it here on the National Football Show. I told you I'll do a song and dance. Keep it here on the National Football Show. 
comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Senator, you can have my answer now. This is what I would give for Sean Watson. Nothing. Nothing. And I would appreciate it if you just dealt him anyway for a fifth rounder to us. Just my answer. Okay, okay, hey, or whatever. <laughs> hey, Carlos, how you doing? You can have my answer now, Senator. Nothing. And I would appreciate it if you just traded us for a bag of beans. <laughs> Oh, man. By the way, some great games, too, coming up in week seven of the NFL. I can't wait. And by the way, tonight, how about Case Keenum? What You think he steals Baker Mayfield's gig? Right? Guy throws three touchdowns tonight. 
I want to see if Kevin Stefanski puts that idiot back in there under center. I so hate Baker Mayfield. I would not want that guy as my starting quarterback. You see that BS? He gets in front of the media. Uh, yeah, my shoulder, you know. They're probably going to have to have surgery in the offseason. <laughs> Great. So, and? Okay, and? So, Carlos, I want to reset for him because he's now here in hour number two. We had Gary Cobb on in the last hour. Gary Cobb has made it public now that he's had conversations with people in the Deshaun Watt camp that dispute the story that's out there that the Sean Watson said that he didn't want to play in Philadelphia. Said that he would prefer to play in Miami or Carolina. Obviously, went to school in the South. He's from the South. Buccaneers aren't looking for a quarterback. Probably not next year. Okay. Brady's probably. But he said that, according to Gary, that he would not stop any trade whatsoever with him if he were to um, go and get traded to the Eagles. Also, Gary Cobb from 29 in Philadelphia, very clear when he said this, Jeffrey Loria wants him. Gary's around the owner. He's around management. He knows Howie. I don't know how well he knows Nick, but according to Gary, Jeffrey Laurie wants, he wants the quarterback in Houston. So does the owner of the Miami Dolphins. He wants him too. Also, what was said by Gary, you think, and I asked him the question, do you think um, Nick Sirianni could be a one and done? He goes, if it doesn't get better, man, I don't know how you don't look at it as a one and done situation for the coach. That's why I said, we got to figure out if he can coach or not. And we also asked Gary, listen, we also asked him, how many first-rounders would you give up for Deshaun? With hesitation, he said three. That's a lot, man. Boy, what a Christmas gift that would be for both. How about this? Okay. Incognito, man, that would be so Baker consistent. Loses his job to Keenum. Xander says no chance. Yeah, you know why there's no chance? He's the number one overall selection. You're going to give that guy every opportunity to lose that job. He's not getting re-signed in the offseason. That guy is not getting re-signed to a contract. You're going to pay him the same money as Josh Allen? Are you really going to pay Baker Mayfield $42 million like you do Dak? Give me a break. I wouldn't pay Baker Mayfield $25 million. I would not give that guy $42 million. And some some are going to go, well, that's market price. Sorry, not with that guy. 2018 draft, you know who was in that draft? Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and then Baker. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, I could put Jalen on that team and get success. <laughs> uh, shut up, man. <laughs> hey, Paul, 
Tell Watson Philly has great massage parlors. Thank you, Paul. Your strip clubs ain't that great, though. That's a fact. Incognito Xander's comment was, two is sooner. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was my fault, but not really. You know why at the top? Well, hang on for a second, because I got to hit three breaks. So I got to do it, and I was a little past the top of the hour, and I'm getting hammered for it. Give me a break schedule. I'm like, like, you told me I had to take three. Anyway. So that was pretty good stuff there, though. Gary really gave us a lot. You know what I mean? He really gave us a lot there. If Sirianni doesn't, do you think that Howie Roseman and the owner of the Eagles would really pull the carpet out from Sirianni after one year? Boy, man. And remember something. You replaced a Super Bowl winning coach with that guy. Okay? Like, how many people think Matt LaFleur could go into Philadelphia and have a 31-7 and record? Come on. You don't believe that. This all comes down to the starting quarterback. That's what this comes down to. Man, if you don't have the guy that can spin it, I don't care who you are. Okay? Kevin, get off my boy, man. <laughs> get off my boy. That was more me, too, man. It's all good, man. Not that I care. Okay? Yeah. Now, as I said also in the last hour, know this. Not every city's going to be able to handle the heat. You're not going to put Deshaun Watson in Snowflake, New York. You're not going to put him in Snowflake, San Francisco or Seattle. You're not going to put him in Snowflake, L.A. It ain't going to happen. Okay, cities like that, oh, my God, this guy's got all these cases against him. And yet, you know what nobody does when it comes to common sense? Well, if this guy, without a doubt, is the biggest sexual predator in the history of Houston, why isn't he in jail? Why is he collecting a salary? Why is he on the active roster? Did anyone ask that question? So they have, the NFL has a sexual predator on the active roster? Do they really? Isn't anybody questioning the NFL? Wait. You'll question John Gruden's emails. But you won't question a guy that's got 22 cases of sexual misconduct on him and pending cases against him, but you won't ask any questions, and you'll pay him. You find that weird? Justin says if Watson gives, goes to Miami, that will mess that pick up. I would rather get him than watch him pick that pick turn crap because um, he wants to win now. David says, questioning, if Jalen wins out, do we still want Watson? David, yes, he's better. He's 25 years old. David, if he was 36, no. He's He's – and when we're talking about a 37-year-old Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a generational player. Watson's not a generational guy yet. Deshaun Watson's 25 years old. We're not talking about a guy in his 30s. 
He's 25. <laughs> Texans owners, largest political donations in Texas. So, I mean, three first rounders, would I do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would have no problem doing that, giving those first rounders up for him. No doubt. Now, one more time here. Somebody brought this one up. Did you guys give up on Wentz too soon? What do you think? I'll quote the numbers again to you. Hey, Wildebeest, thank you, brother. It was all set up by Houston. That's why the FBI is involved. Wildebeest, I don't think that that's that far-fetched. I really don't. I don't think that that's that far-fetched. Okay? I just don't, man. Hey, because, hey, Wildebeest, think of this for a second, too, man. Go with me on this. Well, if you thought all these uh, misbehavior issues were out there on the guy, why would you give him $180 million? Why would you sign him to that con? See, you have to understand something on what he just said. Think about this, for instance. So the Texans give him $180 million on a brand-new contract, $38 million per, which in today's landscape is a value. Because the big-time quarterbacks are going to go between 42 and 45. Okay? Didn't they know about all this stuff that was going on? Did you not do your due diligence? Within a matter of months when he said he wanted out after he got rid of DeAndre Hopkins, what did he do? I want out of here. Organization's not well run. There's undertones that I don't like inside the organization. All of a sudden, these cases just came out of nowhere. Because they did come out of nowhere. Because you have to say they came out of nowhere. You know why they came out of nowhere? Because 10 months earlier, you gave him a $180 million contract, five-year deal. You're like, wait a minute here, man. Something's not adding up right. So all I'm saying is, I mean, dude, man, really? Something's weird here. Birdman, the FBI doesn't get involved in sexual misconduct cases. They get involved in hate crimes. Remember the Bubba Wallace deal down in Talladega with the noose? They sent 25 FBI agents down to Talladega because somebody said that they hung a noose over the garage door of Bubba Wallace, and it turned out to be the biggest hoax on the planet, and that all the doors had nooses on them, and that's they were just like garage door cords to pull down the, the uh, gate in front of the garage. It was nothing more than that. And yet... And get this, the FBI went down there and found there was no misconduct and there was no hate crime. The FBI is involved in this case, and you're right. I mean, that's for local, that's for the state attorney general, that's for like the local district attorney to figure out and the local police to figure out. That's why they have all those jurisdictions. Why isn't he in jail? How about this? Everybody watching us right now and listening to us, if we had 22 sexual misconduct charges against us, we'd be under the jail. But yet he's standing on an NFL sideline collecting $38 million. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, the league has not put him on the exempt list yet or anything. Right? I mean, they haven't done anything. 
He hasn't been suspended. He hasn't met with the commissioner. For the record, the commissioner hasn't even really commented on it, has he? Maybe I missed that. Has the commissioner commented on Deshaun Watson? You can't tell me now that all these teams are all of a sudden starting to come to the negotiating table. The four teams I mentioned, Dolphins, Panthers, Broncos, and Eagles, that all four of these teams haven't met with NFL security and basically ask what the latest is on Deshaun's situation and the pending cases that he has against him. If you don't do that, you're not doing your job. I mean, why is why is he still active? Don't you really? How do you don't think he's not a danger to the community? Jonathan says, actually, I would like to see the Eagles get to Sean. And Hurts be a part of that trade to see how Hurts does under another coach. I, I, I don't know David Culley very well. I think he was in Baltimore for a bunch of years, so I'm not sure. But they look like they play hard there for him. VD Pate says, also, Hurts is from Texas. Might want to go to Houston. That'd be a great, great scenario for him. You get a chance to go back and play in your home state. Lou D. Uh, let's see here. Justin, I think the FBI may be making sure that Watson not being extorted for money. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Justin. 21 of the 22 cases are civil cases. They're not criminal cases. They are going after the money. See, that's the thing here. They're not criminal charges against him. They're civil cases against him. Tony Busby, the attorney, is representing these claimants with a civil action. I think there's only one of them with a criminal lawsuit against him. The rest are all civil, which means this. They're going after the money. They're not going after the crime, which put this on me like this. And again, sounds like I'm defending. I'm defending due process here. I'm defending the due process. I want to continue this conversation. Let's take a timeout, and we'll get more in here. And again, don't you find it weird? And I think that's why you're seeing teams now making a play for Deshaun Watson. You keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work 
building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. This is what makes Bruce Arians a Hall of Fame coach. Somebody brought up a question to him, the Buccaneer head coach. Been on the show twice already here, the National Football Show. And as you guys know, he's a close friend of mine. He was asked a question, Coach, what's your input on the day-to-day game planning for a respected team that you guys, um, you know, are going to play this week? You know what he said? I'm not in offensive meetings. I'll have some input, but usually on game day, but most of the time I I really don't have input in the offensive uh, meetings. What do you mean you don't? He goes, I don't even go to them. We'll meet as a staff. We'll talk about it. I'll give some input there, but I don't get in the way of my coaches. What? That is so freaking awesome. That is so freaking awesome. He allows his coaching staff to go out and do what, coach? He allows Byron Leftwich to be completely in control of what the game plan is going to be for the upcoming opponent with no influence from the head coach. It's just the OC and Brady, which means he stays the F out of the way. You got ownership in Philly where – The owner makes picks on draft day. There is where you see clarity. That's why the Bucs and Arians and Arians has won everywhere he's gone and in every place he's been at. He doesn't get in the way. Jerry Jones gets in the way of his own success. Bruce Arians goes, I'm not in those meetings. 
Everybody in the building was floored when they heard that. You mean a head coach who is one of the most gifted play callers and designers when he was in Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger and won those Super Bowls there, is not involved in the game plan on Sundays? Wow. Man, do I want to work for that guy. Man, do I want to work for that guy. Paul says David Culley was a long-term wide receiver coach for the Eagles under Andy Reid before he moved to the Ravens. Thank you, Paul. So wait a minute. David Culley has Andy Reid and John Harbaugh pedigree. That's impressive. That's impressive, Paul. Andy Reid, John Harbaugh. That's who us. That's who schooled me. Okay. I'm listening to that guy. Okay. Uh, that's that's you know. So, I mean, dude, what a great coaching staff they have in Tampa. So that means that he's not involved in any way with Todd Bowles on the defensive side. It's Todd Bowles' room to do whatever he wants and to execute any kind of game plan. Man, you know how hard that is for coaches? Do you know how hard that – look at – here, know this too. Get this. Show you the difference between the Bucks and the Eagles. So you think Gloria and um, Howie Roseman, you think those guys are involved in the game plan? I do. You think they're involved in the players that are going to play on Sunday? I do. Okay? Now watch this. In Tampa, do you think Jason Light, the GM, and Bruce Arians are involved with constructing a game plan on a weekly basis when you have Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich in the room and then overseeing it is Bruce Arians, why would the GM have to be involved? See, the GM is more comfortable than how he is. One's not a control freak. By the way, something else. Bruce Arians didn't want. Here, it's important. Bruce Arians didn't want Antonio didn't want him on the team. Brady and Jason Light talked him into it. Okay. Now he loves the kid. And you remember, he knew the guy in Pittsburgh. He knew him when he was a young draft choice. I think a seventh rounder, fourth rounder, maybe fourth rounder AB was. Matt Hatter, Tom Brady is the OC. <laughs> Dude, that is really good stuff. That is really trusting your coaches, believing in your coaches. Man, that's really good stuff. It's really great. Really great stuff. Okay? Lou D says Brady could probably be the head coach. Hey, Lou, I'm going to tell you what Tom Brady is best at. Tell me if you guys subscribe to this. Hey, and by the way, Every team that's successful has one of these guys. I'm going to make a parallel comparison to two franchises with two different sports, okay? Follow me, guys. So we look at the San Antonio Spurs now. They're not the same franchise, right, that they were a couple of years ago. Do we all agree 
San Antonio is just not what it was a couple years ago. They don't have Mano Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. Years ago, David Robin. They don't have any of those kind of guys in that building any longer, right? Okay. In New England, you had Tom Brady, right? With Bill Belichick. You know why it's not working in San Antonio any longer? Guess who the buffer was in the locker room? It was Tim Duncan. Remember all those cliches that Greg Popovich would throw at you? Ah, you leave your you leave your egos at the door in San Antonio. Nobody has an ego. This is all about winning games. You know, like, like he was talking like he was like Nate Smith himself. You know, we shoot into peach baskets in my backyard. Get off my lawn. You know, he's that guy. Oh, yeah, Red Auerbach and I go back a long way. I don't know why I got one eye shut like Popeye, but, right? You know who was in the room, though? Tim Duncan was going, look, this is what Pop means. We got to play together. We got to be together. And Tim Duncan was the filter in the room. So when, when, when Belichick was in New England going, hey, no days off, no days off, Brady was doing this. Hey, man, you can't have any days off where you're not focused thinking about winning. Brady explained it. Duncan explained it. He explained what the culture was. That's why Brady was able to take that culture and 75% of the things that were in New England are now in Tampa. All the things that Belichick was telling him, showing him, the chess matches they would have every day situationally sitting in front of one another. Now he's teaching, by the way, Byron Leftwich that. But get this, Bruce, Bruce Arians is smart enough to know that. He steps back from it. Why would I get involved with my two cents when these two guys are learning from one another playing chess? When you have an offensive coordinator and a quarterback on the same page, guys, it becomes meetings of chess. You start matching each other. You start going over situational third and eight. What are we doing here? with three personnel wides. What are we doing with no backs here? What if we're down a player here? What if it's third and 12? Where are we going with the football here? Minus 20-yard line. Constantly going over those situational uh, situations when you're in a game. Because the more you are practicing situational offense and defense, the more you're going to understand what you need to accomplish at that particular moment on the field because the game is about adjustments. How many times have you seen Sirianni? And by the way, Gary Cobb was so correct. It's so predictable that in the second half, you start doing this to the Eagles. They're going to do this on RPOs. They don't run the ball. I don't respect it because you know why? The Eagles don't respect running the ball. So if they don't respect it, so what you get 25 or 30 yards in the running game? That's not going to be the outcome of the football game. What's going to be the outcome of the football game is that Jalen's going to underthrow the pass. They're not going to be open because you've one-dimensionalized the offense. But you see, get this. Sirianni's one-dimensionalized the offense just in his play calling and mentality by not being able to run the rock or attempting to run it. Dude, I, 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 I love coaches who run it. Even if you have minus seven yards and you run it 20 times, you're at least keeping them thinking you're going to attempt to run the ball. 
And I always said, in 25 carries, you're going to get one play that matters. Matt Hatter, Tampa was laughing at us at one point because it became too predictable in the second half. That felt like a 42-22 to game instead of a 28-22 game. That's what that game felt like to me. It just felt like it wasn't really ever close. It was. And by the way, you don't get cigars for playing hard. I don't subscribe to that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? You just don't. By the way, let me show you about getting better. Let's do this. Do we all agree that the Cincinnati Bengals have been a train wreck for what? Let's see. A couple years with Ken Anderson back in, like, the 80s, right? Boomer Esiason. A little bit with Carson Palmer. But we pretty much agree, right? that the Bengals have been a train wreck under the Brown leadership. Am I right when I say that? Mike Brown and him guys? How come when I look at Joe Burrow and I look at Cincinnati, I'm doing this? Okay, Cincinnati versus Baltimore this week. That ain't going to be a layup. I like the Icky shuffle. I, hey, if I'm not mistaken, I think Icky Woods, did he play with Randall? Did Icky play with Randall at UNLV? I thought he played with Randall at UNLV. That game's not going to be that easy, man, for the Ravens. Okay? I mean, Joe Burrow's got that team believing that they can win games. Lou D says, Malata said they knew what we were running. Not saying it's the case, but... Brady is a cheater. Why wouldn't he be cheat? Brady's a cheater. How's Brady a cheater? You know what the, you know what the craziest stuff is when people bring up Spygate and Deflategate. They won Super Bowls after that BS. How did it have any impact on them winning? It had zero, zero impact. Deflate. Okay, watch this. Spygate. They still won. Would they win four after that or three? I forget. I lost count. After the flake gate, Brady won two, no, three Super Bowls now. Come on, man. Paul says Antonio Brown, okay, was a six-round selection out of Central Michigan. He got caught. So you think taking two extra pounds out of a football matters in winning a game? <laughs> okay. I can't convince you, dude. Not going to try. So two pounds of air. You know what? That PSI conversation was, I wish to God, like when I'm getting ready to die, I wish to God that I could go to the Lord and go, you know, I spent two years talking about football pressure and PSIs. Can I please have those two years back in my life? Okay. He goes, I think it matters to the other team, doesn't know about it. Doesn't know what? Here, let me give you something, too, on what, what quarterbacks do. I'll tell you what Phillip Rivers does. You know what most quarterbacks do? They'll take air out of the ball and start scuffing the ball on the sidewalk. And they'll scuff the ball. Can't do it in baseball, can you? Because those footballs, when they come out of the box, they're slick. So what do they do? Like a woman, when she's doing their, her shoes, because she doesn't want to fall, the underneath of the shoes are a little bit too slippery. They scuff the shoes. Same 
Same situation with footballs. Quarterbacks will they'll they'll throw it and they'll scuff the ball up. Can't do it in baseball. And you're supposed to not do it in football, but every quarterback does it. Or wait a minute, here I got another one for you, Lou. So when I put silicone on my jerseys so that you can't grab my jersey and I have reversible tape and I have oil on my jersey so when you grab it it slips and when you're trying to grab me I have reversible tape underneath and I have all of that silicone sprayed on my jersey that's illegal it's done every day it's done every day we used to pay our equipment guys we used to pay our equipment guys hey and by the way Lou when it comes to taping other teams all you have to do is take the TV you could tape it right off the TV the hard coverage. Get your local affiliate, NBC affiliate or Fox affiliate. You can get the hard feed, and they tape the sidelines too. Anyway, it's here I am. Oh, my God. I found myself back in that stupid conversation again. Holy cow. Someone kill me. <laughs> I mean, really. Kill me. I'm back in PSIs, and I'm back on filming. Oh, my God. Guys won seven Super Bowls, but he cheated. My God Almighty. Anyway, hey, here's what Jalen's numbers. By the way, a friend of mine just sent this to me because I gave you what, what Carson Wentz's numbers were. Carson Wentz's numbers right now, he's on pace for 331 completions, 515 attempts, 4170 in yards, 24 touchdowns, three picks, 102.3 is his quarterback rating. Here is... Okay, let's see here. No, 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 Lou, it's not the truth. It's not the truth. It's an opinion. Both of us. You think it matters? I don't. Those are opinions. Okay, I don't. And nor does anybody in football think it mattered. Let's see here. Because if it mattered, they wouldn't have won again. Right? If you're cheating, doesn't the cheating stop you from winning? It never stopped them. And by the way, we're all good, Lou. Here's Jalen Hurts' numbers. 555 attempts, 347 completions, 62-5 completion percentage, 88-6 quarterback rating, 39-47, 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. We're going to hit more on this when we come back out of the timeout. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. 
call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show. Quick note on college football here. Some of the states in the Pac-12 with these mandates on vaccinations. You're you're damaging your football programs by doing this. You're damaging your conference. You will not recover from this for 10 years. Because kids are going to do this. And get this. Especially kids in the South. Or... You know what the number one age group is right now? And do you know what the number one group is right now on non-vaccinations? African-American community. Single-parent moms don't believe in it right now or want more info on it. I'm not a doctor, and I'm not going to tell you what to do here. It's not my job. I'm just saying, when you take that right away from a family, they're going to look else place. They're going to look elsewhere to go to college. They're going to go to places that are more understanding of parents' rights. And when you've got states like Oregon and Washington and California and some of these other Pac-12 states that you're mandating, what do you think those recruits are going to do? They're going to continue to exodus that area and go play in the southeastern part of the country where they don't have those mandates. You're self-inflicting a demise of your top kids in your own region because of political mandates. 
you're not going to recover from this. Okay? You're not going to recover from it. Every state that does that, you know what those kids are going to do? I'll go play at LSU. I'll go play at Florida. I'll go play at Alabama. I'll go play at Tennessee. I'll go play in Texas. I'll go play in any one of those states. And by the way, it's the most exposure conference, and I call it the Premier League. And when the Big Ten is farting around with all that, along with the Pac-12 going back and forth, dude, you're losing kids in your region. Birdman goes in the football's way better. Now you've got kids wanting to transfer out of Pac-12 schools to go to the SEC. That transfer portal is filled with kids now who want to get out of those states. And if you're recruiting a kid, by the way, I would go down this route. Don't knock on my door, man. I'm going to go play in the southeastern part of the country. I'm not having some mandate stop my play. Polly Brown says Watson to Watson to Smith sounds nice. Not going to lie. Polly, about this, man. I'm all good with that. I am all good. I love that, too. Can you imagine Deshaun Watson and Devontae Smith throwing the ball? But then my question would come back to, oh, oh yeah, hey, Dallas Goddard, need more from you, son. No Zach Ertz any longer. They need more from you. You've got to start to be a star there. Okay? You've got to be a star. Mad Hatter, yeah, but if everyone gets the shot, everything goes back to normal. Matt Hatter, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate one's personal health. That's not my job. Asking me how and what your medical history is is inappropriate. It's none of my business. It's inappropriate. As a media person, it's completely inappropriate to go, are you vaccinated? And you should get vaccinated. Or not. It's inappropriate. I am a sports guy. Not a medical doctor. I don't know the difference from dewormer to putting worms on a fishing hook. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not my place. I wouldn't tell you how to raise your kids. It's not my place. I'm not qualified for that. Dan, do you think it's not my place to give an opinion on something that I'm not qualified for? Well, you should just do it. That's reckless. And every sportscaster that's doing it has no place on the air. Has no place on the air, man. Matt Hatter, I'm not saying to do it or by the way, Matt Hatter. That's not, I am not ever going to, hey, I don't want anybody's health on my case and on my show. I have nothing to do with it. I'm fortunate to hear that and see that. But again, everybody has to make decisions. I'm not here to tell you what to do. That's not what the National Football Show is. Okay? We talk sports. We talk life. But medical history stuff? Not me, man. 
not me. I brought this up, this number here. On Jalen Hurts, what do you make of this? He's on. This is what he's trending towards. 347 completions, 555. 62 and a half completion percentage, not the best. 39-47, the extra game. 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 88-6. Would you be, watch this. For a rookie quarterback, I would go like this. Man, I, 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 that's fine. But like I said, if you can improve the position with a 25-year-old stud, okay, you do it. Birdman says, I still love all the chat. Bras and sorry you lost your mom. Absolutely, man. This has been a devastating disease. It's hey, look, look, hey, that stuff with Colin Powell. I don't know what to make of it. Dude, it's I I get it, man. That's why I stay out of it. No way. No way. You're gonna hear Big Sill saying, get it, not get it. No way, man. It's not my place. I don't want anything to do. I don't want any guilt on my end. Because I suggested some way or another. No way. No way am I doing that. The, the, the Anthony Fauci stuff that came out today, I have no interest in that, doing that stuff. Because it's hater radio and it's hater broadcasting. I don't do any of that. You know? So I don't, I don't. No, no, no. Paul, what I'm saying is what people are posting on the internet. I'm not suggesting I again I'm not I'm not getting in that getting in those weeds. But I will say this. If Carson Wentz and hey, how about this? If Carson Wentz ends the year with his football team potentially getting to the playoffs and he ends up th- uh, 331 completions, 4200 passing yards, 24 touchdowns and three interceptions and has a quarterback rating of 102.3. There's going to be somebody asking questions in Philadelphia about these numbers because that's exceptional. That's a guy that resembles the contract that Philly signed him for. Okay? Am I right when I say that? Watch this. If he lives... Up to those numbers this year. And some of you are right. Will he get through the season? Okay. Will he get through the season? Now, he's also with Frank again. So you got better coaching. Is Frank right a better coach than Nick Sirianni? Yes, he is. Okay. But if he ends up with 24 touchdowns and only three picks when he was a turnover machine the last year and a half in Philly, and has a 102.3 quarterback rating. I'll tell you this right now, too. Ursay and everybody in the building over the last three weeks have to be seeing this and saying this. Remember I said this to you. They have to be seeing Carson's getting better. Wentz is getting better here. These numbers dictate it. He's getting better. Wentz wanted out of Philly. 
Well, I would have a problem with that because Joe Burrow's showing you he didn't want out of Cincinnati, and he's turning that thing around. Jeff says Frank's better than Peterson. You, you, you don't know how that was debated in the Eagle front office for a couple weeks. I, I've made a prediction to you too, folks. One day Frank Reich will be your head coach in Philadelphia once again. Does Watson immediately improve our team? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what you do too? Polly, you know what you do too when you have Deshaun Watson? How about Devontae Adams when he gets out in the open market next year because he, he didn't want to restructure his contract? How would you like to have Devontae Adams and Devontae Smith on your football team with Deshaun Watson? A guy like that attracts other dudes, and he attracts other talent around him. That guy's going to bring in running backs. He's going to bring just the same way Brady was recruiting. All those guys are going to be out there, friends. The guy like that makes me want to play because if I'm a receiver, I know Watson can get me the ball. Jalen dribbles him. Right? All right. Hey, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming aboard. Gary Cobb was awesome in the first hour. Said a lot of things, man. I mean, uh, Nick Sirianni, a one and done. Uh, he would give three first-rounders. By the way, he disputed that report that's out there that Deshaun doesn't want to play in Philly. He said that in the interview. Go back and listen. Please do me a favor, too, on the way out the door. Like the show. Watch it a little bit later on. Share it. We really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6, Football Friday. Don't forget, catch us tomorrow right here on the National Football Show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.